0: Hello and welcome to Silver and Sensational. I'm Jessica Lynn Verde, your co-host on this magic carpet ride, and I am just the driver for our wonderful silver-haired vixen, Lois Mills.
1: (laughs) Vixen? Oh, do I like that. Hello everyone. And I usually start off with, it is I, it is the Lois. And so happy that you're joining us today.
0: We've had so many wonderful episodes leading up to this, and basically we're here to talk about what dressing age appropriately means. It is not a topic without debate, hard feelings, um, hurt feelings, and opinions, and the impetus for this show was because of a fellow senior influencer or silver influencer, we should say. It actually came across my personal Facebook feed. That's how I heard about this first, but we follow her. Um, She's an influencer on on Instagram under the moniker Life in My 70s. And her whole thing is trying on dresses from different places. And a couple weeks ago, she tried on a dress and opted to not wear the sweater set that came with it, And got lambasted on the internet. Yeah. Cruelly, people, instead of going, wow, you look wonderful, you know, or whatever, people are entitled to their opinions. You're putting yourself out there. It's the internet. But a slew of comments came her way about how inappropriate it was for her to show her arms. (laughs) Right. Now, I, I can almost recall seeing this post come across Silver and Sensational's uh Instagram feed not batting an eye this woman is as you know we're going to talk about this in the context of dressing age appropriately and body appropriately question mark you know quotations all included um she's a as thin as they come lois and she's in wonderful shape she's taking care of herself as or at least it looks like that right okay sure uh, so it's a very it's kind of shocking that a lot of people mostly women came for her about her arms being exposed. So I think it just started a conversation between Lois and I just as friends. Well, how do you feel about that, Lois, right? How? What What do you think? So we're gonna get into it today. Um, if brace yourself for some some raucous con- conversation. And Lois, I think I really wanted to start with your impression, whether it started from a young age or how you feel now, what does dressing appropriately mean to you?
1: Well, let me start with dressing appropriately and then move on to dressing age appropriately.
0: Because there are, there are differences. Oh gosh, yes. Yes.
1: I guess I am really all for dressing appropriately. Let me explain by giving examples.
0: Sure. Great. So
1: You're going to a funeral.
0: No, that is a perfect place to start.
1: Absolutely. Because I think that this particular occasion calls for dressing appropriately. And I think we've kind of done away with you have to wear black. Yes. Other than the royal family, I don't think that the rest of us need to wear black. But I don't think that you should appear in, you know, cherry red or fuchsia or Van Gogh yellow. Sure. And I think that what you wear should also follow along, not just the color. I mean, you don't want to be wearing jeans. You don't want to be wearing a micro mini dress. I mean, this is a solemn occasion, and so I feel that that is the... One of the main times that you want to be dressed appropriately. Another example might be, you know, you're meeting your boyfriend's parents. Do you really want to show up in what you would wear when you're clubbing? (laughs) You know what I'm saying? I
0: know exactly what you're saying.
1: So again, use your head. And understand one thing, that your appearance, you have 30 seconds or less to leave an impression upon someone. Sure. And if you are dressed sloppily, it's going to be hard if you meet somebody for them to remove that visual from their head. And they're going to... You know, think of you in that way. Now, I'm also of the feeling that if you are comfortable feeling that, looking like a slob, and you don't give a damn if people think of you as a slob, then go do it. But don't be doing it with certain occasions where being appropriate is really de rigueur. You know, funerals, weddings the office.
0: Right. Or like wearing white at the wedding or wearing the beige at someone else's wedding. That's, that's a choice. And so I think that's why it's really smart of you to start off with this distinction, Lois, because A, you're so right. And this is something I think we're going to touch on several times today is it's a choice that you have. And if you want to represent yourself As the person that wears cut-off jeans at the funeral, that's a choice you're making. But these events that you're describing also are not the best venues for self-expression, which is what I would argue clothing is one of the main tools for.
1: Good point. Very good point, Jessica. It is exactly as you say, it's a form of self-expression. Also, it's a form of respect. And
0: so what better occasions to bear in mind, it's not about you. You're, you know, Mm -hmm. the the funeral isn't about you, the meeting the boyfriends, you know, you're not trying to hide yourself, but you're reminding yourself what the occasion is is you know you're not trying to attract his dad (laughs) I love I love the you're not gonna wear the clubbing outfit
1: (laughs) it's very funny to me you know also weddings you know it's it's not nice to try to outshine the bride um let's let's go to my generation uh or maybe the generation after me sure which would be mothers of the bride Okay. Mm. A lot of women in their fifties would be mothers of the bride. Sure, getting married in their twenties, having their kids in their thirties—you know, fifty to sixty something. Right. And a lot of women are in really great shape. Right. And many have had a lot of plastic surgery—not just face, but. Body. Oh yeah. So you know, maybe they've got some really good chachas. (laughs) Here's a point of being. This has nothing to do with age appropriate. This has to do with appropriate. Are you going to look for something that you know is low cut, where your boobs are sticking out, and your skirt's halfway up your thigh? As you walk down the other aisle as mother of the bride, this, you know, it has this point, at this point, it has nothing to do with age. It has to do with being appropriate for the occasion, which, as you said, is not always the time to, you know, to express or to show yourself expression. But I also find that it's, uh, I call it, or I believe it's a sign of respect for the occasion for other people and that's what i think is appropriate what do you think con no
0: i think that's right i think um you know what gets muddy cuz you were you were so right to start off with that because i lo- i'm all for challenging the societal norms i'm all for challenging my own um prejudices when it comes to this. And I think that's what this conversation I think we'll get to eventually. But I also went to a Catholic school, you know, where girls couldn't wear their skirt past a certain point above their knees and that's appropriate. But it, but what, uh, what makes me like recoil when I remember those, it was so the boys weren't stimulated, right? Like the boys couldn't, couldn't keep their eyes to themselves. So we had to cover up. And so There's elements of that that really make me unhappy. (laughs) Does that make sense?
1: It's kind of... Oh, it makes a lot of sense because I, too, went to a Catholic girls' school, and I think you're too young to remember this, but there was a book that was titled, and God, this goes, boy, it just popped in my head. It's got to be 30 to 40 years ago. Do patent leather shoes really reflect up? Oh, My goodness gracious. I know. I know. You you are, yeah, life has gone so far the other way. And so fast, Lois. Like You can't (laughs) even comprehend this, but really there was a time when the nuns used to preach not to wear pearls because they reflected down and patent leather shoes because they reflected up
0: oh my Uh, goodness
1: yes and when i went to school of course we always wore uniforms and those were the days of the mini skirts so what we needed to do was to kneel down Mm -hmm. and that skirt better touch the floor yes absolutely and that that was that was the measurement of what was acceptable if it didn't then you were given a detention I will say as soon as we walked out of that building that skirt was rolled up I mean there were so many rolls around your waist that you looked like you were carrying an inner tube you know <laughs> but all the
0: all the more important that your thighs were showing oh you'll absolutely. you'll live through the I don't know why there hasn't been a fashion movement of the inner tube dress <laughs> skirt for <laughs> the this. skirt
1: and actually <laughs> um well you're you're a Angelino. i i grew up in chicago and how i didn't get frostbitten <sighs> with legs that were in you know because we wore ankle socks and saddle shoes so there wasn't even pant you know well pantyhose came out a little later Um, But there wasn't even any kind of tights or anything on the legs, and they would get beat red, and they would sting from the cold. Oh, and I'll just throw this in because I'm talking about the in-kids wore tennis shoes, and we wore them in the snow. Oh, my
0: goodness.
1: And they didn't come. I mean, they were real tennis shoes in canvas. Oh they had my rubber God. soles, but they were canvas. There was no such thing. You're talking
0: ever. like uh, all Leather. stars and like shucks. all. Yeah, stars. yeah, yeah. Well,
1: yeah. I mean, I don't. Mean, in those, we probably were wearing kids. Wow. Sixties. They kids. The and tenacity they,
0: of a teenager.
1: Yeah, they would get wet, and then they would get real stiff, and your feet, with your toes. How did you walk out with
0: limbs? I really want
1: to... <laughs> <laughs> anyway, enough of, of walking well, so, down memory lane, but yeah, this is, yeah. Uh-huh.
0: I think it's a wonderful, actually, so you, when Tom and you were talking about the 60s in mm-hmm. the previous season, you were talking about the onset of the miniskirt, and I'm a huge Star Trek fan, and in the 60s, you had Ahura and the Yeoman wearing these mini skirt uniforms and looking back on it today you're like oh that's so impractical that's so sexual and then you learn or then i finally learned that the height of that mini skirt was a revolution for women and it was a sign of sexual freedom and it was a sign mm-hmm. of not we can't we don't have to wear clothes a certain way and so there is a liberation that comes along with that
1: oh, it was very much so so very much so i mm-hmm. i think that's a wonderful
0: segue. How do we layer on age appropriate? What is where do you, where did you start hearing about age appropriate um, dressing? What what are common things you think are quote unquote age appropriate?
1: All right. <clears throat> where did it originate? I you know I don't know, but what I see it part of is ageism. There we go. Ageism that actually is even exercised by people. resent ageism, mainly my generation. We resent ageism, no question. And yet, we're probably the first ones to look at somebody and say, she's too old to wear that. She's too old to have long hair she's too old to show her arms she's too old to wear a skirt so short or she's too old to wear those spike heels so i have a personal view about this she's too old to wear long hair is is the hair pretty does it look good Is it a mane that is worth having? She's too old to wear that skirt. Are her legs good? Mm. Do, Do they look good? She's too old to wear spike heels. Can she walk in them like they should be walked in, which I will say... For many years, I would watch the Academy Awards and watch young people unable to walk in spike heels. Uh, yes. They would be falling forward. She's too old to show her arms. I go with, does she have good arms? Are her arms good? Are her boobs good? hmm <laughs> Is it pleasant for someone else to look at? Now, that's what I call age appropriate, which is a, more of a judgment on does it look good? Sure. So I, well, this is where go, this is where ahead. no, this is
0: where it gets challenging. Mm-hmm. I, so I think you're right <laughs> to say, what are you highlighting? What it, are, do you feel confident in that all those things are true? And then the added layer is, well, who am I to say that that person shouldn't be wearing that?
1: Okay, exactly, exactly. And this is where I talk out of both sides of my mouth. I can look at somebody who clearly should not be showing what she is showing. Same goes for
0: men. Oh, sure. I mean, we're talking about their pants, their underwear hanging out of their pants, or you know,
1: the oh, shirt. Great. I, totally. I- Exactly. So it's, I'm just not picking on women. And we're talking about our demographic, you know, people in our audience, women between
0: our age ranges. Absolutely.
1: Exactly. So, you know, I, let's say someone is really substantially overweight and they have huge arms and and they're showing all of this, and, and they're wearing bike shorts, and all the rolls are there, and the legs are all dimpled. And, right. You know, I'll, I'll do one of these, and then that's one side of my mouth. The other side of my mouth says, I wish I could be that comfortable with myself. To expose things that I would find offensive, that I find offensive about me. Right. And so, you know, listen, there there is not one of you out there that hasn't said at some point, doesn't she have a mirror? Yes. I don't care who you are. If you could call me and tell me you have never thought or said that, Um, well, I don't know what I'd give you, but I mean, (laughs) probably liar of the year, you know? (laughs) So we've all done this. So, you know, then I, as I say, I start talking to myself. Um, is it a kind of fuck you people? I'm going to be, I'm going to show it all and I don't give a damn what the rest of you think, or is it Listen. I'm proud of who I am and what I look like. And if you don't like it, that isn't my problem. And that's an attitude I appreciate and would love to have for myself. Having said that, you know, I will say that the reason I personally, you know, don't expose a lot of my body goes way, way back to the 60s and 70s. When Playboy bunnies and mm. centerfolds oh. had these perfect bodies, and dumb me—maybe the rest of the world knew it—but would I have guessed that these women, girls, young women uh, had been touched up, and the photographs had been touched up? Or, and of course not. You know, so I didn't look like that, so I wasn't going to be exposing myself and also there was one occasion i was at a wedding and i had a v-neck dress that showed some cleavage and so again this was back uh 60s -hmm. and i realized that everyone who came up to talk to me They were talking to my chest. Oh, my goodness. They weren't looking at my face. And that's when I said, oh, my God, never again. (laughs) So maybe if I, and I mean, I'm not young anymore physically, physically, Um, but Maybe, if I had a better body image of myself when I was younger, I would have worn more daring outfits. The thing what the fashion trend that I glommed onto to because it was an asset and still is an asset are my legs. Ah. so I was very big for the mini dress and hot pants, oh God, hot uh. pants yes, hot pants. Hot pants, tights, and maxi coats with boots.
0: That sounds adorable. Yeah, it was. It really was. It, it was fun. That adorable. was this. Yeah, it
1: was adorable. But even now, if if I am, because I'm very fair skinned, and you know, suntan always makes skin look tighter
0: and ta- tighter.
1: Yeah. yeah. Yes. So when. I don't, I, yeah, I just said to somebody yesterday, I don't bother getting spray tanned anymore because the maintenance of your underwear, which never did. Spray tan never comes out of your bra straps. Um, the sheets, which...
0: Oh my goodness gracious. That,
1: yeah, that will, those will launder up. But the inside, you know, the collar of your white shirts, It just got to be too much. So I stopped doing it. But if I had a special occasion and I did get suntan, I I could reasonably be in a sleeveless dress because my arms aren't that
0: bad. So the first thing I want to highlight about what you said a little bit toward the beginning was that you talk out both sides of your mouth. And I would love to reframe this for you because it was shared with me because I had a similar reaction when I was turning 30. It was just like all of a sudden my eyes opened up to a lot of my prejudices, you know. And one of the things I was coming up against was I had seen a girl walking across the street in front of me wearing hot pants and wearing a tank top. And all of her roles were out on display. And my, my first reaction was, How disgusting. and then thank goodness my second thought was well that's really not my place to decide and or what if that's all that this woman could afford to wear what if those are the only clothes she has or you know like so uh, I had a succession of thoughts mostly reflecting on how quick I was to judge this person for a circumstance I'm not aware of Mm -hmm. and And I think it's so beautiful and brave of you to admit that. And you're giving me the bravery to share that story that doesn't necessarily reflect positively on me. But how else are we supposed to get to a place of um, growth and new understandings if we aren't able to admit that we started somewhere else before? And so I I brought that up to a friend of mine. And actually, this friend was um, a little heavier set. And I said, I really don't like that I thought that. I really don't like that I, that was my first thought about that woman. And she said to me, you're not your first thought. You're usually your second or your third. Refound. It was very, I mean, it really gave me a lot of um, much needed. (laughs) I've got a crazy cat. It gave me a a lot of much needed comfort for A, demonizing myself, for really just trying to refit this puzzle piece in my head. And then then became the job of challenging these first thoughts. Well, who am I to say she shouldn't wear those those outfits? What if she does feel comfortable in that? Another thing it sounds like you're the victim of is, honestly, the the, the, cat, the, the catch-all is the patriarchy. What women shouldn't wear? what what is appropriate for women? Oh, look at the Playboy magazine. This is what a beautiful, sexy woman should be. They've been touching up literal film since the silent films and you wouldn't believe you know everyone thinks this photoshop phenomenon is brand new it's not they used to go in frame by frame to fix people's Mm. faces so of course you're looking at the output of what we believe sexy and attractive is and we can't compete with that so what's happening now with more women who are confident let's just let's just say it's confidence right to wear these clothing these mm-hmm. these articles of clothing i wouldn't even dare putting on my body seeing somebody who's wearing a bathing suit let's say and f- has a lot of cellulite that gives me a little bit more it emboldens me to wear something i might not be comfortable with
1: it doesn't mean... Uh, no, I
0: understand. I understand. I think I think both things can be true, but I think that's what the importance of the body diversity in models and clothing stores and all that was to reflect that no body comes in one size or mo- model or make and that everybody deserves to wear the clothing that they want to.
1: Well, I think right now because diversity in body has been overlooked up until this time. Yes. Um, As always, the pendulum swings. Right. So when I drive down Sunset Boulevard, where there are a lot of billboards yet, I have yet to see a size six on any of those billboards. Interesting. So So you're seeing the
0: one, the size zero, and the size 15 is what you're saying. No, no,
1: no. I'm not seeing a size zero. Ah. I'm not seeing a size six. I'm seeing, you know, plus size.
0: Ah, first. interesting.
1: Yes. And and I think that this is a good thing to be happening, but a better a better thing to be happening is to bring it back to center where... We see regular size and plus size. Yes. Done about the same. Yes. So that's what I'm, you know, that's that's only my observation on one road uh, in Los Angeles. and
0: That's an impactful road, though. That is iconic. That is where the most people yeah. see the things, you know, much in the same way that there was like body shaming and fat shaming and stuff like that there has been skinny shaming where people are they're quick to see a model who's very thin and then say that they should gain weight or it's unhealthy and people just the, the, the really what the bottom line is we don't know what's causing the person to be overweight we don't know what's causing the person to be skinny It's not our business, and to make a rash judgment about those people. Maybe you were going to say something similar. No,
1: no, I was just going to say the skinny. Currently, is are they on Ozempic? Oh, they must be on Ozempic. Oh, wow! And there's an Ozempic face, and this person's way too skinny. And there's that ozempic face again.
0: What is so can you explain what ozempic face is? Because I know what ozempic is. it's It's a tool for people who are diabetes sufferers, right?
1: Yes, except it's been um, co-opted you, co-opted. That's a wonderful word. It's been co-opted uh, for people who can afford to get it for them to lose weight. Now, I can't remember who it was, but someone said. The thing that will change society the most is not AI, it's Ozempic. And you what? know, it was like, what? And then they followed up by saying, now I'm just repeating what someone said, and I I have to say that it's got some validity. Um, That airlines are already seeing a decrease in the weight of the loads on the planes. Oh my goodness. Yes. Now, what I think it's great for, um, you know, people losing 40, 60, 100 pounds, you know, they're going from obesity to norm. Right. This extends a person's life, blah, blah. But now, at least in some circles... You know, it's almost like it's again another judgment on well, they did it with Ozempic, so what, yeah, so who is you know. So, when you go to a 12 step program, if you're an alcoholic, are you going to say, Well, oh, they went to AA? No, you're going to say, How fabulous, that's wonderful, they're supportive of you. Good for them, exactly. Wow. So, you know, we've got to stop judging people and expecting people to think like we do, to act like we do, to we being individuals, to dress like we dress. I challenge the majority,
0: again, this is coming from self-awareness on my part, but the majority of our judgment of other people comes from a, a deep-rooted self-esteem issue or yeah. a fear issue. I can't believe she's wearing that. I would never wear that. I can't believe you lost that weight. I wouldn't lose the. I can't lose the weight that way. Or I wouldn't. I wouldn't want someone to know oh, that. I,
1: oh, oh no, no, no! I mean, there are so many. Uh, And I'm not saying it's true or not true, but, you know, a lot of the thing about Ozempic is, oh, there's so many uh, side effects for that. and And who knows what the long term. Yes, that is what you, the individual, may feel, may believe. And that is your choice not to use it. But can we stop judging everyone on everything i i think listen i can't i certainly am not trying to fix the problems of the world but you know if it doesn't really personally affect you why do you care oh my gosh
0: well and i think that's why this topic meant a lot to me to talk about with you and to get your perspective because one of the things that upset me the most about it was how it was mostly women that were objectifying yeah. this woman and um keeping in an in an attempt to keep themselves small, to keep her small, to make them feel better. You know, I mean, we can't solve the issue of, of how people on the internet feel emboldened to to no, t- no, tear no. down somebody. Mm-hmm. And And you know, I didn't want to come in today, and I don't think I did. But I didn't want to come in today and go, Lois. You're wrong for feeling. You are one of the more out of my entire friend group. Even you are are open, and you're open to learning, and you're open to sharing, and you're not concerned about whether it's the perfect take. But you really show us a lot of bravery and being able to go, I'm not perfect, but I'm working on this thing. And that's the person I'd rather have a conversation with about this stuff than rather than someone who goes, well, fuck you. You shouldn't be wearing your arms or showing your
1: arms. You know what I mean?
0: Like you're the, that's the asshole.
1: I thank you for that. I keep trying to learn and to expand my horizons. And touching briefly upon the Golden Bachelor, how many women have we heard just in conversation making these harsh <gasps> judgments offhand,
0: without even being prompted? Have you been watching the Golden Bachelor? Can you believe, she, like, like that's
1: all you have to offer to a conversation? Is what what she? I mean, they—they're all now. Oh, my God, they're trying. And you know what? Part of me says, you know, you look like you're trying a bit hard. But then again, how do I know what the producers and the directors told the costume people? How to dress them? What they should be wearing? What they should look like? These women didn't get dressed at home. <laughs> right, And right. Ran in, you know, doing their own makeup and their hair and they. This was all been programmed, and maybe they purposely wanted to do this so there would be a lot of cat talk among women, and um, and they gain a greater audience. Isn't that.
0: that sad that we're so easily played upon? Please, I think that's the greater issue here. I'm I'm personally fighting. A lot of really mean inner talk about w- what I'm not good enough at. And mostly it's physical. I've gained a little weight, so I feel unattractive.
1: Un- that will do it.
0: I mean, right. And and I couldn't be more attracted to my lover, you know, who isn't looking at 10 extra pounds as an offense to the eyes. But that's all I can think about. And so... I guess we have to question, are, are we allowing someone to play us like puppets or do we genuinely feel these things? And how much of does our opinion of somebody else really matter?
1: Oh, listen, I don't really care what other people think of me. Right. I think anyone that knows me knows that that is true. Right. I do care what I think of myself. and we all have those little voices in us and you know all you need to do is get another line or add another 2 or 3 pounds and if 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 that's an issue for you you're going to start to feel bad about yourself right and that's what's important to me is really what i think of myself i think why would anyone care what i think of them in you know in terms of do they have you know a, the wrong haircut? I mean, I don't even think like that. I mean, I don't even it. I don't even go there. Right. I mean, my mind doesn't go there. So I don't want to belabor the issue. But truly, if someone, I love the people I love. I care about the people that I love, and if I thought that constructive criticism yes. would be. Something that they would want me to do, I would give it, but truthfully, I really do ascribe to if it doesn't personally affect me, I don't really care what other people do. And that makes my life a whole lot easier.
0: That sounds like, it sounds like a breath of fresh air, honestly. Uh, I, I will share too that the more I challenged my thoughts about judgment of other people, um the the more my habit, the less my habit was to judge them. Mm-hmm. And and then a funny thing happened that I realized, oh, wow, I really don't care that my friend Alice has a pimple on her face or, you know, you stop to stop noticing these things. And then that starts to trickle in and help you to realize that people aren't scrutinizing you much in the same way you think you are scrutinizing them. You know what I mean? Like there might be that odd person who – a judgment i guess my point is you can train out these bad habits of being worried about what someone thinks uh, and get to the real true point of life which is loving somebody for who they are loving yourself for who you are for oh
1: well said where did you get all this wisdom hard thought lois and and
0: not without a necessary reminder here and there um and i think that's I think that's, what, what would you say your major takeaway from today
1: is? Well, we really should try to stop being so judgmental. It takes away from who we are. The other thing for those of us who worry about what other people think, I have to tell you, most of them are so involved in their own life. Oh what, my, they're really, amen. Amen. They're really not giving you a moment's thought. So I would, I eradicate that thought or thoughts from your mind and replace them with something that is much more fulfilling and that makes you feel better. So beautiful kind of simplistic, but there we are.
0: No, I think that's right. I think, um, the way I would restate what you said: it nothing is more unattractive than you thinking something's unattractive. I that it. I'd rather not be the unattractive one than ju- you know, and then judge somebody for what they're wearing. Lois, I appreciate
1: our little talks, and I'm. I liked it. This was kind of different for us. Yeah, we just it's sort of like what happens when we're on the phone together. So, we've invited our viewers and listeners into one of our typical phone conversations. So, Jessica.
0: Well, so I think if our, our, our uh, friends want us to debate or talk about another subject like this, then there's a couple different ways you can get in contact with us. We want to hear from you. We want to know where you are in this journey of judging other people. Um, are you as honest with yourself like Lois is, or would you have found yourself making that same comment? Do you agree with us wholeheartedly or disheartedly? Um, you can get in touch with us by emailing us at silverandsensational@gmail.com. You can also seek some advice uh, by reaching out to us there and asking Lois for a question that we might answer on one of our programs. You can also follow us on Instagram, or Facebook at Silver and Sensational. And Lois, if they're watching us on Facebook, uh, on YouTube right now, what should they do?
1: Well, we always want you to subscribe. And again, I'm going to remind new viewers that it doesn't cost anything. No one's gonna bug you, but it helps us. So please subscribe and leave a review and try hitting like. And then sometimes if you, even though we appear every Friday with a new episode, Press the bell and they will notify, or YouTube will notify you that a new episode has dropped. So, in addition, most importantly, please share this. Share us with your friends. Don't be selfish. I think that that's
0: a good topic for another episode.
1: <laughs> start sharing us with your friends. It's okay if they know that you watch us. You know, we don't, we're not that bad, so go ahead. <laughs> You know, this isn't your favorite recipe that you keep a secret. Don't make us a secret. Share us with your friends. And Jessica, thank you so much for today. Well, I I
0: thank you, Lois, for your friendship and your uh, intense knowledge. And thank you for watching us. And we'll see you next Friday.
1: Thanks again, everyone. Bye now.